my sister oh. for the first time. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. I, I, I yeah, it's so way. nice. I'm honored. I see you that way as a sister. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, just so that the, the people listening to the podcast know who you are, I'll just, just introduce you and um, I'm, I'm not no, going to hold back. No, go ahead. Okay? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you, I would like to introduce uh, Karina Jurgensen. Uh, she is the co-founder of Chess Club Live. Um, she's the very reason why Chess Club Live actually exists, um, because um, when I first created um, a chess web server, I, I thought that the way to, to um, make my way in chess was to have a web server that was... Um, um, very quickly, I realized it was too much work, and I had very, very... Um, uh, not not extremely good uh, web, um, chess web server and the Lee Chess came along and once I saw it I realized my time was up as a <laughs> as a chess um, server admin and uh, creator so I decided to create a Facebook page and um, Karina came along and said it was excellent and and she donated um, uh, access to her um, artwork. A chess artwork, which is still out there, and um, I'll I'll put a link, um, and everyone can can admire the, the artwork. So, um, and not only do you um, were you in the um, essentially the Danish squad, um, Olympic squad, for mm. several years. Um, you you also a photographer. You are also um, a, a chess mm. coach, um, and you you um, you, you do. Um, you know, you 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 basically um, have had like an art like mm. blog. Um, what's it? Mo- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that yeah, that's the right. The one, yes. Um, so you, okay. So you you multi, um, you know, talented. You had like a YouTube channel, right? More, like right, right. Um, philosophy mm-hmm. and exactly. things. And, um, I remember. I remember that. So, um, can you just? Tell us about your journey in chess. I know you've moved on to other things. Probably chess still has a mm, place in your heart, but you've, you've, you're, yeah, you've moved on to other things. You're, you're not only about chess. You're about many other things. I'd like to explore those. But can you tell us about your chess journey? Um, I know you've probably told this many times, probably to me and to many others, but how, when you started, what made you get into it? Because you're, you're prodigy. You're prodigy from... Um, from your home mm-hmm. country, Denmark, um, and uh, I'd just like mm-hmm. to know about that. Yeah, I always had a, a great time with the game ever since I was six years old. Um, it appealed to me a lot that it was an objective game that uh, people can't really interfere if you have skills. Then, you know, you get a win. If you have to, if you earn a victory, then you get a victory and no one can take that from you. And if you uh, win enough, then you get rating points and that's uh, uh, distributed fairly as well. So if you get the wins, then you're credited with rating. It's not a subjective thing. It's completely objective. It's a system that works for everybody. There's no discrimination. So you're rewarded according to your efforts and according to your skills. And for me, that was really appealing because that meant that I could control how far I would get and I could um, match my effort with the results that I wanted to get from it. So unlike other, in, unlike other sports where you are dependent on 
on having a coach that will reward you with uh, your belt. For example, I trained martial arts for seven years. There you were, you're reliant on having somebody who will recognize your talents and then a human gives you what you deserve. Um, that's not how it works in the chess field. Uh, it's completely a, a, a system that you are able to play with. So you're not you're playing human opponents, but in reality you're navigating uh, a, a non-human system. And that just for me was great because it was you know it was I, I didn't like I don't really like um, when there isn't a fair fairness aspect to whatever hobby I, I do. Because I like to be in charge of, of, of where I end up. And I don't like being at the mercy of anybody else. Yes. Uh, how did you find team sport then? Cause I guess it's the same um, non-human system. It's the same mm -hmm. some game. But then um, you're in a team. Did you find that as well uh, rewarding or um, not knowing what your teammates were going to do and needing the points? Yeah. Um, did that? Well, for me, being in a team, uh, I mean, um, when I'm in a team, I feel proud if I can contribute. And conversely, I feel bad if I can't contribute. So I really don't like the idea of having performed for other people. So if I'm in a team, then I have to focus one more time on like grounding myself and remembering that I'm doing this for me. And, you know, if I do my best effort, then it doesn't matter what other people think. Like if they think I didn't play well enough, that doesn't matter if I did my best effort. So, you know, if you're in a team dynamic, you could also uh, get like a coach that bullies you or like teammates that uh, are mean or whatever. Um, or you may not if you're with good people. Of course, if you're lucky, you get a great team and you get a great coach then you would uh, most likely be compelled to uh, put in uh, even more effort and you would win with your team or you would lose with your team and it would be a fantastic experience. Um, and, you know, I've tried a bit of everything. Um, but, I, I mean, ultimately I still, unless I'm really with people that, um, that have the same kind of mindset and I, I really don't like... Um, um, intercompetitiveness, so I really don't, I really don't like when... Um, when uh, teammates are like uh, competitive uh, uh, interpersonally, like against each other, or you know, if I have a coach yeah. that isn't really good with um, managing humans, human beings, psychology, especially considering that we are volunteering our time, we're taking two weeks off to play at the Olympics. That's off from studies and off from work, and we're not getting paid for it. So uh, I really, you know, a coach has to be respectful that this is these are people that have donated their times to to a sport since they were very young, and that uh, you know this coach is there for the players. It's the, the other way around that the players are there to make the coach look great, stuff like that. Yes, I I, I can understand. Um, I mean, the uh, chess Olympiads are still one of the biggest events in the entire world when when we have all of the people there in one place. I know it's difficult yeah. now, um, but I, I think it's one of the the most, um, um, you know, numerous, uh, numerously attended in terms of competitive sports in right. the entire world. Uh, obviously, it's, um, uh, the, obviously, the Olympics is up there, but the, the, Olymp the Chess Olympia, there's just, that, that I, I saw the records there as, as, as if you, if for those who believe that mm -hmm. it's a sport, 
Yeah, of course I do. I don't like the discrimination against uh, chess as a sport. I mean, I've had that since again since I was a kid. Like, uh, oh, chess is not really a sport because you're sitting down. But how come then it impacts your performance if you're in good shape? Like your diet impacts your performance because it's the brain that has to perform. It's yeah. a brain sport. Like it's the brain that gets exhausted. Like it's it's all happening mentally. So, no, you're not running around on a court, but uh, it's still the body is still a part of it and it still has the competition. So whether you want to categorize it along with yeah. e-sport, for example, I mean, it has a lot in common with e-sport. I, I, I think both disciplines yeah. are sports and I, I don't know what people are going to, because usually people can't even tell you what they're, how they're going to categorize e-sport and, and chess if, if it's not uh, mind sports. Yeah, that's true. And, and I guess the mind is, like you say, yeah. part of the body. Um, it's it's the it's the most well some say it's the most important part of the the body because it controls everything mm -hmm. we do right um, so yeah um, and and I think those people in overtly physical sports they understand the role of of, of the mind in in getting um, mm -hmm. fit and getting their mind right um, and I think in the in the, um, the there are chess players who talk about the exercises they need to do in order to mm -hmm. get themselves. I mean, Fisher was very physical. Um, obviously, we've seen the, the, the photos of him boxing. Right. And that, that stuff, the, yeah, Benson's photos. Um, and I think some of the um, ex-Soviet um, players had these had regimes, mm -hmm. didn't they? Um, uh, did, did, um, when you were um, playing for Denmark, did you, did you have, um, like, the, were you in a gym and stuff and having to go through those kind of um, training um, um, or was that left largely to... That was completely individual? left to each individual also because we have to understand that uh, Denmark in terms of producing elite competitors it doesn't really like uh, manage talent like Denmark doesn't uh, it's not a huge sports nation you know we have uh, the law of the Jense here which uh, basically means like don't think that you are better than other people so we don't you know it's a very uh, equal or equalitarian or what's it called society that so that you know um, yeah. like of course if we get a superstar like uh, Karolina Wozniacki then suddenly people would be like oh yeah 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 and, uh, and be like, yeah, we're being represented, but the process of getting there, you know, nurturing talent and, and making sure that talent gets uh, the best opportunities and, like, get coaches that we do stuff like that, that we also get a training regime, it's, it's, um, it's just not a priority. It, it really isn't. So that was – it's nothing that I've ever <clears throat> seen organized in any kind of way. And as, um, you know um, – and this is not taking that seriously. I hadn't, I didn't engage in that either. I just lived a completely normal lifestyle, and uh, yeah. and it was a lot of fun to to have the opportunity to um, to play on the team. But also, um, I considered the dedication that I um, was already uh, investing into that enough, and not something that would take over my my lifestyle. But of course, I would have gotten better results if I if I had like done that. And there's no doubt about it. Yes, because I remember. Do you remember when you did um, this match with um, Sophie? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, so, and do you know that recently she did a match um, with uh, Jovi um, Huska? With who? Yeah, she did, Jovi Huska. 
This is um, British wow, champion. Okay. She's a multi multiple time British, like nine time British okay. champion. So this was an online um, event, um, and and uh, this Sophie uh, was playing Jovi, um, and it reminded me so much of the match you played. <laughs> so on my website, mm. I remember. I can't. It's just like That's so funny. long ago, and it's almost like a dream. Um, yeah, like two basically national uh, mm. chess stars playing on my own website that I created yeah. in my bedroom. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> and you both were so yeah, supportive, you know, of my little project at the time, which wasn't even called Chess Club Live. It's called Chess Club Live after mm-hmm. we got together and we decided uh, that it was mm-hmm. worth doing. Um, and and we, we, you know, you co-founded with me and mm-hmm. created it. Um, so I wanted to just focus back on, on you. I mean, um, the, 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 so the chess playing is one part of mm-hmm. uh, your life. Then can you tell us about mm-hmm. the art? The uh, of course, art? of course. i always drawn, again, since I was a child, I've drawn and been a very creative kind of person. And... Um, and also always drawn humans. So um, I like to combine my interests. And uh, as I uh, just thought that it has so much potential, the whole abstract, very abstract game, you know, it has uh, the uh, 64 squares, and then it has all the different characters on the board. Like you have the pawn, a totally magical piece that becomes a queen. So, uh, you know, you can picture that as a little princess. Uh, eight little princesses on the on the board, and it's just end, endlessly imaginative. Again, with uh, the queen and the king, and you know, it just again feels such a a cool game that um, it has both men and women in it, <laughs> and that the the queen is such a badass character. So that really, again, is is nice to draw. Like chess queens, queens are such a such a iconic uh, subject to draw or to work with in, in, in art. And then, of course, we have the players. So I, I have to say that the chess community, online chess community, was definitely what made me draw because I was on the ICC, the Internet Chess Club, and I was following games online and I was in the chat, especially Karen Nakamura's bullet chess games was endlessly entertaining. And I did a lot of the cartoons based on the positions because his playing style was super creative. And so sharing links to those in the chat and people would go and look at them and we had a, a laugh about it. And, and then I can we also enjoyed it at the time. And um, and then, of course, it went on to the chess portraits because I like to just uh, take my skills further. And I was into uh, working with the, the digital medium. So I, I transitioned away from, from hand drawings, uh, the, the traditional media into digital media and um and trying to get see how far I could get with the photorealism and actually spending up to uh, 40, 50 hours on a single drawing. Um, yeah. I must say, uh, your artwork um, is breathtaking, uh, both in the scope, the creativity of it. Um, I must say, um, I know that um, you, you've, you've obviously diversified in what you're doing and Maybe that side of of the digital art, um, you 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 may have um, be slightly um, not uh, uh, producing so many um, pieces and artworks in in that field now in digital. Um, but um, I can say the one you did tomorrow, mm. um, you know, the one you did um, on um, mm, right, right, right. Um, Peter Nielsen. Yeah. 
Bishop? Yeah, um, all of these ones like they're mm -hmm. amazing, amazing. And remember, do you remember when um, I I stumbled upon um, a, a, yeah. A, a yeah, I remember that from I think it Chav. was yeah Central Congo. C H A V. Yeah, yeah. Chad. Oh, okay, it was Chad then. Okay, um, I'll let Congo off, right? Um, it was no, Chad. 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 Chad, right, Chad. Republic. Have have issued stamps to the entire country, like literally hundreds of thousands yeah. of stamps with your artwork on it. They just literally maybe just download. I know, it. like that was it. honestly the the <laughs> theft, like uh, just taking my work and not cre not um, like uh, having a conversation or commissioning me or paying me for it. Mm. That was one of the reasons I lost motivation because I was tired of of uh, having people just steal it. Like I was at the chess Olympiad walking by a stander with magazines. And then I see yeah. my artwork on the front page of one of the chess uh, magazines. It's a Kasparov one. I even have a picture where I'm holding it. And uh, I turned the page and I can see that they have listed my name, artwork by Karina Jansen. But I have not received an email uh, that they would like to use it, that, uh, you know, I would be paid for it. Oh, so it's just such a bummer, you know, like, what's the point of making uh, artwork? It's just going to be a bunch of thieves taking it. So I didn't want to put watermarks on it because yeah. I thought that that ruined the artwork. Maybe I should have uh, put watermarks on it before, like, uh, things uh, went viral and people starting to, to, to do that. But um, but once you do... But they just yeah. take it off, don't they? They'll just they'll just remove the water the watermark. Well, depending on how much I disfigure the painting with my watermark, they may not be able to remove yeah. it. But I just thought that that ruined like yeah. uh, what I did was I was giving those artworks to the community. Like that was the point of it. Like I wanted to make people happy with it. And so to disfigure it with watermarks, I thought was just going against the point. And I did want it to spread. I just wanted people also to acknowledge uh, me like as a person, like, you know, something that I've spent like hundreds of hours uh, come in and ask me about it first so that I would get some uh, motivation to continue doing it. So what I did was I closed my galleries. They're private now. I don't have anything online. It may be uh, other people have it online, which is fine by me, but uh, but I chose to just pull the plug on, on the whole artwork scene and move on as I did with my my system. I will maybe one day return to it. Who knows in the future? But but it's been like okay, we, I'll, I'll hold my breath. I'll <laughs> actually literally hold my breath for that because um, you are multi talented. Your artwork is phenomenal. I remember doing um, a video, I think a Vimeo video with some um, um, soundtrack. Yeah, it's just taking only a selection yeah. of your art. I think you, you gave me some of the, 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 the photos that I used right, in the right. video. Until today, I have that video online. Yeah, that's on wonderful. On our page. Because I'm happy about that. Yeah. I, I must thank you for all of all of what you've you've done for our for our um, our community our mm -hmm. chess community not just just good life but right. in general it was a pleasure um so oh, thank you i mean it was a pleasure um actually enjoying the artwork and enjoying the contribution you made including um the, the matches mm. you did all the advice you gave um and you were posting them on the page as well um so it's uh it's uh, it's amazing and and now the the page just sits there as as being one of those um, 
things that a lot of people talk about. I go, I just wander into chess tournaments since I used to, and then um, people, I get some of my friends like Adam Rauf, who's a big tournament organizer in London, um, saying, "Oh, Michael, you, you know, um, I, I want to introduce you. Um, I want to introduce you to to the people that come to this tournament." I was in Hampstead once for an under two thousand. Um, kind of congress and he, he introduced me to everyone and said this guy is one of the co-founders of chess club live and it's like everyone was just looking like oh my god and i was i was like expecting someone to come for an autograph or something <laughs> a couple of people asked me to exchange details but it was i, I was embarrassed i loved it but i was mm. really embarrassed um and i i understand that a lot of people around the world have have used um our page um which is now not just the facebook page it's mm-hmm. instagram it's twitter uh well now it's mm-hmm. tiktok um but to be honest um there's more to life than chess, isn't there yeah. and, and you can tell us about how you then moved mm-hmm. on and 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 what what you're mm-hmm. doing now i mean you're um I do you mind me saying this? Your Instagram is uh, yeah for c c dot j dot explores. Yes, so c j explore for Karina Jorgensen, um, and and explore. So what's explore? Bit? Right. Well, I'm I'm very much the explorer type. So and you know I like everything that has to do with anything cultural or anything with nature or something with aesthetics or philosophy. So and I live in the capital city of Copenhagen. That means there are a lot of museums. There's a it's a green city as well. So there's a lot of like uh, parks. I've just been uh, spending uh, the day at the waterfront today, in between working okay. and. Um, I, you could say that in, back in 2012 was when I did uh, my second chess Olympiad. And uh, when I was doing that, I took two weeks away from a whole new study, university study, my bachelor's degree, which I then went on to take a master's degree. But the first two weeks I spent away to do the chess Olympiad. Imagine coming back, being completely clueless, first generation uh, university student. It's not something in my family. And then, you know, I'm just thrown into university life. So life picked up. I had to, um, I couldn't hold on to chess also because I wasn't satisfied with the way that the team was being managed by a new coach. And that just wasn't uh, compatible with my kind of, uh, with my kind of uh, um, style, you could say. So I, I chose to lessen my investment in chess also because I had achieved the two, the things that I wanted to put on my resume. It was uh, my volunteer work. I spent eight years teaching children chess in a different uh, number of chess clubs in Copenhagen. And then I wanted the Olympiads as well because that's something people understand. People don't understand if I say I have a rating that's 2050. They don't understand that, but they understand if you say you sat at the national team. Once I accomplished that, okay, well, it was a a painful decision to to pull my uh, attention away from chess because I love the game and I I definitely want to keep playing it. But uh, there was... um, Thing with them you know you also have you even you can't even though chess is such an objective game you can't get entirely away from the human factor unless you go completely online so you still have people at tournaments and um 
uh, depending on the kind of chess community you have, you may find that enjoyable. You may not find it enjoyable. At the time, I, you know, uh, also you have to figure that I am a woman in a chess-dominated sport, so I'm a minority. And the, the treatment that you get being such, you may or you may not be happy with it. So at the time, I just thought it was wiser that I decided to spend some uh, the next five years on my studies during my degree in English and Danish. So I'm a linguist now and I work as a linguist. I do translation. I'm self-employed as a trans translator and also I teach um, Danish as a second language to foreigners, one-on-one -on -one private teacher. <clears throat> and then I teach English at high schools and also I teach Danish at high schools as well. So I have I work in the school system and then I have my own business. And then the past two years I spent, no, three years, I spent uh, completing a sales degree, which I finished this summer. And I got an A or 12 in my final project, which was my own business. So I was very happy about that. And this autumn I'm going to start a new degree. When you met me back in 2008, I was taking my multimedia design degree. So I've now begun my fourth degree, which is I'm paying for this myself, by the way, because um, even though you get free education, it's only up to a point in Denmark. So once you have expended what you're entitled to, you're going to have to pay after that. So I'm now <clears throat> buying my, my next uh, <clears throat> course, uh, which is um, the official teacher of Danish as a second language because I want that on my resume even though I've been working with that for two and a half years now I want it on paper as well because again it's something that people understand when you when you um, um, when you market your services and you um, apply for jobs etc so it's it's a good thing to have and that's completely taking my focus is my career and my studies and then of course my social life so I really enjoy like what gives my life meaning apart from that, you know, and then also like visiting museums. That's I like to try and, and share experiences in Copenhagen. Like I recently made a post about um, the Museum Sisterne, which is an underground museum with ex international exhibitions. The last one was uh, you row a boat in the in the middle underground. Um, where a, a, a Japanese, I believe, artist has made an an installment where that you know reflects his thoughts on um, on, on new ways of life for humans. So he's inspired by spiders and bats and uh, and all kinds of things. So like I really enjoy abstract, crazy stuff, and I enjoy people that are that way too. So as I grow older, I connect with uh, more and more people like that, and then. I really enjoy like finding uh, kindred spirits and hang out with those and um, yeah. So I just uh, I try to enjoy my time and and I mean let's be honest. If you are a competitive chess player, that's the thing about chess. If you want to play tournament chess, you have to make it like yeah. among your top three priorities in life. Like uh, best is if it's number one. Okay, it can't be number one because you have a job. Then it's number two. But then if you have a social life too and it comes goes down to number three, then suddenly you're having problem maintaining your rating. So, yeah, so you kind of get stuck that do I want to play competitive chess? Well, do I want to play at a level where I keep my rating or am I satisfied thinking? And you have to imagine how much effort it took to get that rating. Like it took so much work, so many hours of study to, to achieve your rating and then to play it like half-assed 
and slowly lose what, or not slowly, it can be fast, you can lose quickly what took you maybe uh, two or three years to get. It's kind of, like, let's just say it takes a, a lot of personal development to not care about losing something you worked so hard to get. So, you know, my rating is just fixed above, like, 2,000 now, and... Um, it's a nice rating. Yeah, it is. Like, um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice rating. I, I, I envy that rating. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I envy that rating. Let's not talk about my rating, because it's nowhere near yours and uh, i've been working very hard mm. but you're super talented uh and um can you tell us about this uh um rocker oh, right. um because you you're a bit of a superstar on this one you've you you won a you won a, a national um or was it a, the national or was it um in Copenhagen it was a based competition <clears throat> it was that okay. was a lot of fun um yeah i want to uh, so i got like a Ten thousand Danish kroners worth of, uh, of uh, you could call it um, uh, um, foot-friendly high heels. So it's a Danish. This is a Danish woman who crowdfunded um, a project which was about making high heels that are comfortable to wear. And so they have a special insole which relieves about twenty-two percent of the pressure from the forefoot, uh, along with other statistics that I haven't memorized. So I really am a big fan of her work because I would not want to wear heels if it was killing my feet. But with her, her shoes, it's actually kind of it's kind of comfortable. Like it's manageable. So I'm a big fan. And when she did that campaign, also she's a really cool. Um, you know, I just uh, she's definitely a role model. Like she names her shoes after remarkable women, which is uh, inspiring. So they have like names like maybe Anna, and then there is, is based off of some, some profile, a woman who did something that was uh, worth the crediting. So, yeah. um, and, and she does all kinds of initiatives at the shop. Right, right now she's had like a, a festival where she opened a shop um, and let, um, uh, let artists and the business people, business women um, use the shop as an uh, exhibition. So there were like a jewelers that were making a pop-up shop in, in at the Rock and Moor shop in Copenhagen. And, and so she helps other people get ahead too. And so she did this very generous competition where she put up about three posters in Copenhagen. And the person who um, uh, got the most uh, would win. So um, in, in the end, uh, in the end uh, it was a draw between me and six other people. But then I want to draw, so there's a, a bit of a random element to it. But I mean, I want to draw, and uh, then I got yeah. the then I got the the grand prize, and I'm just so excited because uh, it's about one thousand five hundred dollars, and that's a lot of money to be spending on shoes. <laughs> it, it is, it, it is, and, and uh, I saw the pictures of the shoes on your Instagram, and you look uh, so pleased yeah. with them, and they, they look great. <laughs> Um, are you going in for the next uh, competition? Of course. Oh, yeah. If she one? does another one, like oh, that's okay. what, good, good you know, being, thank you. Well, I don't know if she's going to do another one like that, but whatever she does, I'll definitely be playing. So, you know, I still have the competitive, uh, yeah. I still have to, that's the thing, like the qualities you develop when you spend time doing chess or you spend time doing artwork. I still am a competitive person and I'm able to dedicate and focus my attention on accomplishing whatever it is that I want to accomplish. If I consider it doable, yeah. and then also, 
was very systematic what you did, and because you 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 must have had a map or something, and you worked yes, out all exactly. of the places where she exactly. had a poster. Exactly. Yeah. And and I think you had to take a photo. Right. I, I had a I had a map, so I was going photo. from each location systematically and finding them one by one. Okay. Like a variation, like like yeah. you're solving. You could variation. say that. Wow. So yeah. Like, uh, sorry, I had to shoehorn the the chess reference. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but but it, seriously, it it is it that systematic mm -hmm. way of thinking is is something. It's like a it's like a byproduct of what you get from uh, being involved. Yeah, in you get you get kind of. I mean, I like I really like about chess is that it gives you self esteem because you learn to rely on your own thinking, on your own choices. And if you make the wrong choice, you're punished, but you're not punished in a bad way. Like, it's, it's so fair. Like, I really like that it, the game is so fair, so you can always accept losing um, because you understand that you did something wrong and the other person played better. But then when you win, you also get to, you, you build your self-esteem because then you won due to your own efforts. So you kind of learn that if I just think about my choices and just make the right decision. Like if I just figure things out, then I have a chance. And then of course you may tend it's a negative side. You may tend to live in your head a lot and like overthink things. Um, you know, people may accuse me of thinking too much, but I, I honestly, I don't think that I think too much. It is a balance of like having action and then also doing, having thoughts about it. Um, but I do, I do really enjoy like the, the habit that we get as chess players to like, be able to do some really abstract and long, like for hours, you think about your decisions at the board. And you take that with you when you when you go on in life. And also with the artwork, you know, the creativity that I used back then, I still use that creativity. I use it in designing uh, lesson plans, like teaching programs for my students. Is all, the, all the creativity that I used to do on paintings, I now do on, on trying to figure out how I can uh, tailor something to, according to a a student's specific needs. Yes, because I remember you you were doing a um, a, a program, um, a linguist mm -hmm. program that was able to um, analyze or something. It's very interesting because at that time, I don't know if it's around 2012 or 13 mm -hmm. or something, you were you were literally reaching out to people and saying, look, I've got this idea and I, it's basically um, uh, almost like a, a puzzle, mm -hmm. a puzzle uh, thing that they, they answer these puzzles and they answer these things. Are you able to then analyze their um, their their potential in in the language and where they need to to improve or something? I remember you posting. Mm, I don't I don't remember what that was. Is this try? Is this just a mem Okay, I I think you were doing something on the on the linguist um, and uh, language yeah, um, course right. you were doing. Yeah, and it was about um, English and Danish, and you were saying uh, you wanted to know if there were um, people who could volunteer, like um, certain words and certain things that you're going to put into your mm -hmm. program, and uh, that was going to be assessing each mm -hmm. student. Um, so it, I'm just going to confess to you that idea you had. Then uh, at the time, I hadn't even started um, uh, really seriously publishing um, puzzles. Um, uh, apps and mm -hmm. things like that. I thought that is a really great yeah. idea. How how about we have something where someone um, does a few puzzles and then see if, if you can work out what their mm -hmm. grade is, what 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 areas they need mm -hmm. to do. And I built that into the app I would, was building at the time. Just want yeah, to tell thank you. That, you. That you had that impact on me. That's cool. And so 
um, there must be loads of people you've inspired oh. in similar yeah. ways, and either they've come to you and told you, or they they yet still yet to I tell mean, you. Do you remember? Um, I was also vegan. Sorry for interrupting, but it just reminds me that I was. I do remember that I was I was vegan, and then I at the time back in 2010 and you know that was been when it was really unpopular yeah. but i did like post and i did um, engage my friends on it and uh, and yeah. people who were like trolling me like my friends who were like i remember like uh, they has they posted something like oh my god it's the I best bacon blah 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 and they were like really like arguing with me and then another woman she was like um uh, yeah but if i don't buy the chicken then you know someone else is gonna buy it the chicken's already been slaughtered but then yeah. guess guess who freaking turns vegan afterwards? Both of them. And one of them is still vegan. I'm not vegan anymore. I'm, I'm a flexitarian now. I, I try to go for the meat-free alternative, but I, I can't maintain that the lifestyle. It is too idealistic and I have to be practical today. But, uh, you know, that one of the, that guy, that he's, he's a hardcore vegan, like even more than me. But it's not like any one of those persons came and said, do you remember that conversation we had that really changed something for me? Like suddenly they were just vegans and, and I still yeah. don't know. Like, but come on, like uh, it was me. It was me. I did that. <laughs> I made that think about it. <laughs> you know, credit for it. But, but um, you know, how, how does someone just switch on a plate like that, 180 degrees? <laughs> I know it's uh, well. They definitely must have found some truth um, in the, the statements and in the the, the um, experience mm -hmm. you were giving. Because I remember reading some. Because you, you used to have, you could have had a, a basically a blog or a, yeah. you know um, basically a. No, what I meant is um, in, in terms of like where a forum where people just come and just basically argue with you. Um, what. A, because there were a lot of uh, situations where you were just making points and observations, right. and then loads of people were going onto your timeline, I, me included, and making mm -hmm. comments. Um, I was generally supportive of the things because we tended to agree on mm -hmm. the same things. Um, I think there was one, maybe I shouldn't mention it, but there was one where we disagreed. I don't on, remember. Uh, yeah, it was, it was something to do with um, the stuff that um, people popped, because I didn't know. You 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 uncovered all this stuff that people were doing in the the, the water oh my God. supply. I remember fluoride okay, or something yeah. was like a thing. He did like a YouTube on it. I actually didn't know. I was literally going, Karina, is this true? Is it mm. really true? Um, and then you you opened my eyes because I started looking at fluoride That's cool. in in water and things like that. And I started. I changed my toothpaste. I think a few times after that. Um, so yeah, it was it was all real fun, and you were definitely a social influencer mm. before that term became. Trendy. Yeah, I've been thinking about you, that. Yeah, I I've been thinking about that actually. Yeah, you definitely were, um, Karina. I mean, we've discussed like loads of things. I'd um I'd love to have you on the show yeah. again. Um, and and what I'm thinking of doing uh, for our uh, chess website is um is doing round tables as well where we get oh, nice. um then they don't all have to be chess people um but i mean you're you're a chess mm -hmm. person and you've you've got multi-talent mm -hmm. so you can actually talk about other things other mm -hmm. than chess it's kind of people i'd like to call you under the mm -hmm. guests to like because i can get up to five people on mm -hmm. this thing 
on this um, this podcast. I have I have another person that uh, would probably be fantastic for you to interview. My my good friend Dan, he's uh, into AI. And uh, I see, Ooh, and I, I, you know, we sometimes sit, and then we, he goes like, "Let's make a podcast, Karina." And then he does a, he starts recording, and then we start chatting back and forth, and like making this is a real podcast that we're doing, uh, you and I. And this is the okay. first podcast I'm actually doing, but like with them, uh, we we, we, yeah. we do like play pretend past podcasts, and have a, like okay. he's, he's also really good with doing a back and forth, and you know, going off ideas of other people. Um, and has a lot yeah. to contribute also with uh, like philosophy and like basically any any abstract subject. So you sh- you should try and, and having a chat with him as well or, or in the round table or whatever. I can send you. Okay, I'll I'll, um, I'll let you know as soon as I've I've um, got that arranged. Um, and I'm definitely uh, want to do it because um, uh, I think for this format it works really well. Mm-hmm. Like for the audio format, when when you got video and. I don't think you need video, really. No, not. Um, this, this, yeah, you don't. Ideas uh, transcend, um, you know, uh, video. Mm-hmm. And some people, um, uh, you know, they 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 say, "Oh, you're doing a podcast. Oh, where is it on YouTube?" And I'm going, "That's not on YouTube. It's on Spotify." Mm-hmm. But this is going on Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. and Google Podcasts and Breaker Radio and a couple of other places. So nice. we're really fortunate. Yeah, because Spotify own this um, this app. Um, and they they just they just send it everywhere. So um, you're, loads, loads of people are going to be listening to you and um, oh, cool. and learning about you. That's so amazing. I'll put some links on the on the bio for the, the description of this podcast. Yeah, do that. Um, and um, thank you so much for. The, I mean, you're a busy person, and you took some time out of your day for this. Yeah, um, I really appreciate it. And again, I appreciate all the help um, that you've done. And I wouldn't be able to talk about my chess club live um and call it call it our chess club live mm-hmm. if, if it wasn't for the help you you gave in the beginning uh, like you said it was 2008 mm-hmm. and then people really weren't that bothered about facebook no facebook had been around for four years right and it largely was a u.s thing in u.s universities right. um and nobody really cared and and you said look make a facebook page um you know, people are going to love it, and mm. they did. And we've now got a quarter of a million people. These are chess people following it. Mm. So, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, thank um, you too, Michael. Like, thank you for all of the passion that you have devoted onto this uh, again volunteer project. Like, all of us are like volunteering our time instead of doing yeah. corporate uh, uh, related uh, activities. So also thanks for you for building that uh, community and giving me a platform. I think that the people in the end, like what I gained from from all of those years of um, of, of uh, spending my time in this way is definitely the people that I met online. Even if I never met them uh, in person, then those people are still uh, with me like here like 10 years, 12 years later. And uh, like being able to meet the different minds, like uh, these great minds that you sit and basically talk with online, that was that's my big. Yeah. And that includes uh, your presence for what you've done. Thank you so much. Um, I, I hope to speak to you very soon, um, and um, we will make this um, this roundtable podcast uh, the the next uh, the next. Best big thing um, on, on our um, on our in our community. 
But thanks so much and, and bye for now, Karina. Yeah, bye. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye.